Welcome to The Real 7 Show. As always, this podcast will be completely raw, unfiltered, and uncensored. Today, I had the privilege of sitting down and talking with Nitty Seth. You may know her on Instagram as the Doula Goddess. Nitty is a traditional birth companion and an Ayurvedic postpartum doula. Now, this episode in particular, I really wanted to do for all of the women out there that are thinking of doing home births as the trust in the system is falling. If this is something that you like to listen to, then buckle up, because here we go. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Nidhi Seth. Uh, people also think my name is Nidhi, N-I-D-H-I. So um, I am a traditional birth attendant, a, you know, birth worker, doula, um, a woman who is in the presence of women birthing. I am that woman. So I live in just north of Vaughan in King City. Um, I've been doing this for about five years, but I've been in med school for eight years. So I've been in the industry of this body field for a very long time. And I've seen the ins and outs and, um, yeah, I'm just someone who is an observer in the system and is witnessing what is happening to people in such a mass event in life, which is giving birth. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, that's who I am. Also known as Doula Goddess on Instagram. I was popular at one point, and then Instagram just shut me down for seven months of jail. Miraculously got that back, which was fun. And um, it's been quite a ride. It's been interesting. Like the message is coming through. So yeah, I'm just someone who's an observer in the birth community. And this is not everyone's opinion. This is my opinion. This is my work. This is what I feel. And I think a lot of people feel that. And that's why like there's been a community that has drawn um that has been drawn out of that, which is women taking back their sovereignty of their birth and knowing that the medical system is in place for an emergency. And it's always about what you want, right? So there's always um, I would say positives and negatives, if you want to like use those kind of terms in choosing both ways. You know, some may say the negative is like, oh, I have to be in pain for those hours I'm in labor. Some people may say, well, I'm in fear something of like my baby's gonna die. And then it's like, hmm, so how many babies do die? And what is the cause of that? And like, we never just used to die at birth. We never used right. to have this much fear. And there is so much control and money to be mm. made off of women's bodies yeah. and babies. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like an observer in that and it's been rough there is so much gaslighting in the community in your own community and especially like during the entire you know scandemic it just was like you just focused right on it and it's like it was there the whole time but you didn't really see it and then you saw it and you're like oh my god i can't unsee it now mm -hmm. you're like this is fucked <laughs> So I'm just an observer in that system. And I also am an attendant moving away from that system 
women who want sovereignty and liberty and are ready to take accountability for their life, take accountability for your children, like you're bringing children in, be mindful of that. You can't just haphazardly just have children these days. Like, look what's happened to the world. And like, the government owns your kids when they come out. I don't think mm. people realize that. And this is what a doctor said to my client just recently, where CPS was called, CAS was called, because they declined to go to the hospital after they birthed, they birthed at home by themselves. They like totally birthed themselves. They went to go see the doctor and the doctor called CAS on them. And so I'm just like in this space, just moving and supporting women in their right to govern their bodies the way they want to. Yeah. So that's who I am. <laughs> I don't know if that was a long <laughs> intro. <laughs> no, no, that's that's perfect. And um, so for everybody listening, this is, a, I wouldn't say that it would be a hard conversation uh, for me to have, but as a man, um, it makes it a little... I'm kind of just, as you're saying, like an observer to this whole thing, uh, because I don't have a woman's body. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it's one of these things where, um, you know, I, I truly recognize the the gift that that uh, is woman and, and the fact that they are the only ones who bring life into this world. And right now we have this world that's trying to really take that away from them. And I have a daughter and I'll be damned if I just let that slide and somebody tell her that she is not as fucking amazing as she is. Um, so I really wanted to bring you on for one, because my podcast has never been about, oh, you have a shitload of followers. Let's talk to you because half of you guys that have a whole bunch of followers are lame as fuck. And I really don't care to talk to you. It's about bringing value to, uh, to the community and, um, conversations like this is what brings value, like bringing true value to women, especially in a world right now where women are, I thought it was masculinity under attack. I think that it's always been the women, like the more as time goes on, I do think that the attack is on the woman because they're trying to to redefine what 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 being you know the feminine is yeah so there's something that you said that was actually really powerful and it was that you're helping women take their 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 birthing sovereignty back now i want you to talk a little about that because i feel like that is something that as somebody who is you know had three kids myself there's something that 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 happens in that moment between mother and child that is sovereignty at its very fucking core. So what does that whole thing mean to you? What, what what do you mean when you say that? Okay, so for me, okay, I'm going to give a little back information on like sure. birth because I think it has been so defined in so many ways. And like, I'm just going to go back to basics. So like sure. before this entire movement of men can birth, okay, sure. So you can take that too, but the reality is you can't, so... Words are just words. Anyways, um, when we look at our history or her story, her story, you know, pre-colonization, women were always with women, right? There was the oldest woman who had the most kids. She was the midwife. And then she had her other ladies who would like to participate. And, you know, they would cook the food and they would, you know, make sure the bed was ready and they would you know, make sure the husbands were out of the house. Like, you know, it wasn't as some maybe men did attend, but I think it was more women because I think the men just, they were not in that space to do that stuff. Not unless yeah. you were in like really deep rooted, like indigenous tribes, but even I'm just talking like 500 years ago. So pre-colonization, and that could be what, 10,000 years? Like, I don't even believe these books that they're like, oh, 4,000. No, hey, you don't even know how old earth is. You don't even know how old we are. Like, 
we're like diapers. We're fighting over all this shit. People don't even have their shit together. We're like diaper babies. This is like, this is how, this is a school here. So, you know, when you look back, it's like women were still supporting women in their birth sovereignty. And when colonization came in, you know, and this is like, you know, the church that came in and was like, oh, let's like make money off these people. Let's profit, let's create hospitals. We get the women in there. We take away the midwives. Only white privileged men could be doctors. And the women were not allowed to attend. And, you know, when you look at the old anatomy books, they would, all these women would be chopped up. They would be, wouldn't even be studied the whole, they would be chopped and just studied, you are just this. And they would just like, there's, you know, there's been a, there's been an energy on this earth for a long time. And it's, it's, it's dark. It's like really dark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just evolution. That's what it needs to be. That's the game of like yin and yang. This is what it is, but you have a choice. And so if we look at our w- women, ancient wisdom, yes, they were birthing. Births were not 30 hours. They were not long because they didn't have to have this mental stuff. They weren't going to work. They weren't being hijacked over like Instagram. Like you need to have this perfect body or, you know, you need to make more money and you need to, you know, whatever it is, it, it was like very much community. Yes, there were political things. I'm not saying it was perfect, but I'm just looking at how birth was treated. I'm not looking at everything else. So birth, we were still having a lot of babies without this hospital stuff. And then, you know, the hospital system is so effective and efficient that everyone will probably survive. Not everybody, but, you know, statistically, they're, they're not liable anyway. They're, they, you sign waivers when you get in there. Whatever happens in here is your business. Like we did our best. We do our best, you know, and depending on how that person treats their own body and their own sovereignty and their own mind, that's the care you're going to get. And so people don't realize that. And so it's, um, it's a very unique system in Ontario because Ontario specific or Canada specific, we'll talk about Ontario. It's OB midwife. And then people are doing it on their own now. Not just me, people have been doing for the last hundred years. You wouldn't even know 200 years. You think every woman was going to the hospital? No, some of them were terrified. Some of them didn't have the resources, but recently, yeah, every woman is in the hospital. And we have forgotten what birth really is. There is a soul coming through you and everything about you, your environment, your mental state, your body, how it responds in those moments, those months, those years before is going to dictate a lot about your birth. And the added value of COVID-19 and trauma to the next level, it's, um, it's hard. And, you know, one in like, I think it's like, I think I read a, it was just like one in five women or like one in three women are sexually abused at one point or sexually assaulted at one point in their life. And I think of myself, I'm like, yeah, that happened multiple times, actually. What am I talking about? On a bus, in a subway. It was like, then you grow up with this stigma of like, you're never protected ever. And so then you go into a system that is so patriarchally dominated, very effective, looking at people as they are numbers. You are a number. You must contract every five minutes, every 10 minutes. Come back, back. Let me finger you. 411. Yep. You will comply to medical rape because we, we're not going to admit you until we finger you. And your men will watch us finger you. And we will do it repetitively to make sure you are dilated. And it's like a very um, dark experience because some people don't even realize it's happening because they've been groomed for so long. But yeah. this is what's happening. And some people have a good experience. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it, you have to define what is it that you want in your life. 
if you want to go to the system, the system offers a service. You will have to comply to everything. So be ready for it. But if you want to like, if you are feeling this feeling of like, there's something very wrong in the world and I cannot keep on giving my power away to this world and bring it back to here. This is, that's your choice and how you birth. And so my, the way that I work at this moment in my life is working in physiological birth, meaning undisturbed birth. You have someone who's always there because women have been supporting women for thousands of years. Yes, you can do it alone. If you feel you want to do it alone, do it alone. But some women are like, I just want someone there to just observe me. Great. I'll observe you. No problem. I'll get you some tea. I'll, I'll cook you some eggs. I'll make you eat like peanut butter spoons. Like you're going to have to eat this. I'm sorry. Like you have to make maple syrup and peanut butter. I'll threaten you with making you go pee. I'm like, you have to go pee now. You have to come and rest, you know? Horrible experience at home, you know? It's so beautifully lit, beautiful candles. Everyone is so happy. Her husband is sleeping. The mother is like resting. She's literally hallucinating. She's like, oh my God, I'm hallucinating. I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's like LSD. I'm like, it's better. <laughs> it's gonna be better, don't worry. I'm like, your third eye is gonna blast right open. Just wait. And so, that is the that is the space that I offer for women to birth. And there is preparation in that. There's not just, let's just do a home birth. No, this is just weak mentality. There is work, you have to do work. This is hard work, this is tough work. And you have to get to the mental stuff because everyone's gonna tell you your baby's gonna die at every moment. Everyone's gonna say you're a fucking idiot. They're gonna say you're a fucking idiot. You don't even care about your baby. Do you even give a fuck about your baby? You're an idiot. They have rule over your vagina. They still are literally owning your pussy. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's it. And that's exactly what it is. And there's, because this estrogen dominant time, the women are becoming more estrogenic. The men are becoming more estrogenic. Now you have cannabis added. Every single person is smoking <laughs> cannabis, like every person in the world. So men are becoming more estrogenic. Tofu, uh, hormonal tax, you know, vaccines, everything. Soy. It's like the men are becoming more compliant. And like, mm. it takes... A lot of guts to be able to be like, no, this is wrong. Like this, we have to protect this because this is like, and we have to have knowledge about it. And it's like, it's like protecting the sanctity of birth and reaching both parties. Because by the time you get to the women, the women are like becoming more estrogenic and they can't really, they're not really like thinking for them. They're thinking about their baby. They're like, I'm just accommodating for my baby. Like, I just want what's best for my baby. I just want my baby, my baby. And if the men are not participating in, in like, caring about them, they end up in the hospitals. And a lot of time it is C-sections and a lot of time it is trauma. It's not like every person has a happy birth. I think if you talk to most women, they'll be like, yeah, but the baby saved, like they saved my lady. Like, don't worry, they saved my baby. And you're like, oh shit, here we go. Trauma bonded, Woo. Wow. I mean, and some people really do, but how many? We've been surviving for thousands of years. We have survived COVID-19 vaccinations. I know people who've on their sixth dose and they're still kicking it. And I'm like, wow. The human body is resilient. It's going to keep on wagging through. It's not going to be great at the keep on going yeah. like this, but it's to take a step back and like really look at like what is happening around you and what are you yeah. participating in? And if you want to participate in that, that is the path for you, go for it. But a lot of people, it's not. And I think a lot of people are scared and they're terrified and people don't support them and they're too trauma bonded to their parents and they're trying to make up for that their parents are going to love them. Your parents don't even love themselves. Like, why are they going to love you like that? You know? And it's like reminding women, like, as much as you're coming into your femininity, you're coming into your motherhood protection energy. You want to protect your baby mm -hmm. at all costs because they will own your child. They will literally, if they want to, if someone doesn't like you, they'll literally take your kid. Do you yeah. understand that? So you have to be ready for that. Yeah.
This podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Yorko. All of us know how important our health is, and Yorko has your health as its top priority. From white pine tincture to give you that daily dose of high-quality vitamin C and boost the immune system, to all-natural healing salves and soaps for day-to-day use. Everything is all-natural, handcrafted, and 100% all-Canadian with zero harmful ingredients. We all know almost all store-bought products and over-the-counter medications are causing a world of problems for us and our families. So keep you and your family safe with all-natural herbal remedies from Yorko. Visit www.realyorko.com and enter the discount code 7SHOW for 10% off your purchase. That's www.realyorko.com and enter the discount code 7SHOW for 10% off of your purchase. Now back to the pod. And so... The way, I, the way I work is the way I would prepare myself. And I'm working with an amazing team of women. There's like Billy Harrigan, who's been doing it for 40 years. You know, 40 years. This woman is 65 years old. 40 years. But it's been under the, under the covers because people have been scared. They've, things have happened to people. And the trauma rate in this province is skyrocketing. It is yeah. sick what is yeah. happening to people. You know, yeah. you can even ask your, your, your partners how it was for them. I mean, unless they had a beautiful home birth and that's amazing, but I'm sure at some point they felt like, oh, she made me feel uncomfortable, but it's okay. But it's like, no one, sh- this is the most sacred day of your life. That's it. It's the day of the most important person in your life. And you somehow still seem to fuck it up for them. You know, there is a way to even go through birth where you can be so loving and kind and compassionate. And if there is emergencies, you handle them with grace and trauma-informed care, but no fucking practitioner in Ontario, in fucking Canada, has trauma-informed care. Nobody, no one, no one. And this is what they do. They perpetuate this trauma onto you and it makes you think you're a bad person and a bad mother and a father for the rest of your life. And you vaccinate your kids every fucking year like an idiot. And you fucking get them more sick and you avoid feed them fucking formula. And then you wonder what the fuck is going on. And it's not a judgment. It's to take a step back and say, what is happening to our kids? What is happening to us? What are we participating in? What are the relationships we're participating in? Not just the food and, and I'm going to exercise. It's like the relationships around us. Are you sovereign in your thinking? Mm. And if you're not, then someone is going to take over your experience and guide it. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man. I hear so much of myself. <laughs> in in what you're saying with how I relay information to my audience. And uh, this is going to be a little bit of a long-winded reply, but I think that people truly need to understand exactly what I'm about to tell them um, because a lot of people don't know this yet. There is a process with the people who, let's just call them the people who run the world, the people who run all of the systems, the Rockefeller medicines and the allopathic fucking failure germ theory as a whole is, is ran by a group of people who do not follow the same law that we do. They follow something called maritime admiralty law. And what she's saying about them owning you by birth is as follows. You go through the mother's birth canal, right? So does the ship, the ship drives down the canal And then it gets to the dock. And then when it offloads its cargo, being you, the baby, it's called a birth, B-E-R-T-H, right? And this is why English Germanic language is so important because it's all land of the water. And then you're handed to a dock tour. And then that dock tour will give you your citizenship. And what will they do? Well, they used to stamp the sole of your foot, not the sole of your foot, your soul. 
gets stamped. Now you are owned by the system. Now you are a tradable asset. You're no longer a person. You're a corporation. And they do own you. And you notice they stamp the soul. Well, your foot is where you stand on earth. That's the first right angle. They're taking away your legal standing. It's how they've manipulated us with language and the whole process of birth. That process of birth is so... Why do you think every ship has a female name? It's always referred to as a female. And this is how they were able to bring that into the process of giving birth. Now, the word birth means the child and all of the matter with it. You're talking umbilical cord, you know, the, the sac, the, everything that comes with the baby, is that is a true birth. So by definition, if you have been to the hospital and given birth, you have aborted the child. By the definition, you obviously haven't physically aborted, mm -hmm. but to the system, you've aborted the humanity of the child and just gave birth to a corporation, exactly. right? And then the moment you get them out of there, you have a priest putting their hand on them. You have a vaccine getting slammed in them, some sort of cultural fucking disdain trying to claim them. And now your kid is automatically entered into a place where they never get to realize who the fuck they are. And that's where we start this problem. Yeah. You have this child who has beliefs of traumatized, broken parents and a broken society being forced onto them. Mm -hmm. So when I ask somebody, you know, so who are you? And they start going on, oh, hi, I'm I'm Gary so-and-so. I'm a carpenter from Union. It's not what I asked you, motherfucker. I said, who are you? What makes you tick? What's your why? They don't know. They look at you with that fluoride stare, just completely gone into the ether. They don't know who they are because yeah. somebody's always told you who the fuck you are. Yeah. You don't know what you believe, man. You don't know what you think. You don't even know how you feel. You're taking these medications that are just synthetic emotions. You're giving this poison, like the pure, absolutely fucking manipulated poison that's being given to you as food. You're given something that looks like water that isn't even close. You see, so th this is where... <laughs> You can see exactly why the woman has been nothing more than to push out that they're they've labeled her as just the factory to push out more corporations, mm -hmm. more food for the beast, right? No actual life. And this is where the people like yourself and I, this is where we come in. This is why the series of events that have led up to where we are now. Mm -hmm. have all happened for the reason that they're supposed to happen 100%. because we're supposed to be right fucking here. Absolutely. We were, we were supposed to go through hell in order to get right fucking here in this moment to be speaking to people about the things that matter, Absolutely. that truly matter. And when it comes to this birthing system, I couldn't even tell you where to begin because I'll be honest with you. My mind is completely. I grew up in the same system. Now it's really weird because I understand the system. I have a very good. I have a very good, you know, understanding of how this all works. But when it comes to birth as a man, I'm pretty disconnected from it. And that's just me being real. Yeah. I don't give birth. I just know that. You know, we decide to have a child and 
I'm in a panic making sure she gets everything she needs up until the moment where her mom and my mom can come into the room and they walk her through that because I see baby man passes out. That's it. That's about where I stand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just, hey man, that's I'm not built for watching that kind of thing. Um, as beautiful as the process may be, it's fucking disgusting. That's my but does that and I think about it, right? Like, does that have to do with culture? Is it is it something that's been bred into me? Do I naturally have an issue with it? But something you said there really, really fucking rings home for myself and I'm sure many other people. And that was basically living, you know, and doing these things to appease your parents who don't even love themselves. And that hits home for me. What do you see with these women that you're, should I say, caring, caring for? Is that... Caring for attending, yeah, it's a good word. So, sure. So, so, what do you say to these 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 people who are typically worried about what their parents and their family is going to think about what they're doing in you know having somebody like you around to deliver this baby? I think it's well. I meet I meet with my clients like um, like we meet five times. So we meet five times prior. We're on the phone all the time. We're talking. I get to know my clients. I try to at least. Some of them are like a little more like they like, you know, more in person. Some of them are more chatty on text, but I try and get to know who they are, but not everyone tells you everything. Right. Mm. And not everyone tells you because they have their own shame and they have their own work that they are processing and that's their own stuff. And we can't make everyone do their, we can't expect everyone is going to do their, whatever their work or their thing. Their people are just who they are sometimes. And they're exactly where they need to be for other things to grow at certain moments. And birth is such an, an important time. So no matter what, either way, something huge is going to happen and it's going to shift inside of you no matter what. And I think the people who are more in awareness and more mindful, they see that they see what, what it is now, especially the people that I am aligned with and I attract. Um, but yeah, there are some, there are a lot of women who I think are people pleasing because we've been people pleasing our whole lives. A lot of women don't have sexual liberation. We don't even have orgasms, you know, like, isn't that sad? Like most women don't have orgasms. Like they're just lying about it because they haven't tapped into their energy because they haven't felt safe, loved, um, you know, their parents didn't love them the way they needed to. And then their parents didn't love them. And it's like 15 generations back. And there's like no fucking point because it doesn't fucking matter. And it's like, you're here now. It's time to like, just let go of this shit. It doesn't, they're still going to love you. You came from their womb. They will never stop loving you, your mother, right? So your father too. So there is this attitude of like, I need to be accepted. And I think a lot of women struggle with that. I mean, I struggled with that for a long time. And only till recently, I was just like, I feel good now. I feel like it, it took years of battle of like anger of like and rage. And there are times where it just comes right up. But birth is such an experience where it's like, this is about you. It's your baby. It's your choice your free will, your child, only you know your baby, only you love your baby as much as you do. Only you know that. So even if you get scared or someone talks you into something, like you have to really know who you are because your kid is coming. And if you don't, sometimes there are experiences that people have to go through and experience. And it's not a judgment. It's just like, I don't know. It's birth is so mysterious, right? It's like, 
it's harder right now because we're living in this industrialized world and we're constantly shown what birth is. Like people are learning from birth on friends. Like Ross goes in, he faints, ha, oh, and Rachel's on her fucking ass and like her legs are spread open. Like that's fucking disgusting. Like, ew, yeah. there's a baby coming. Like, are you kidding me? This is sacred. There's a soul coming. You're having mm -hmm. portals opening. Portals are opening now in the hospital. We're dead in life. It's like transmuting in there. It's like going in. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is like this is an emergency place there are emergencies that happen there so yeah you you see there is sometimes a cost to picking certain types of experiences and it can be physical it can be mental it can be spiritual it can be for the baby the baby's then maybe on formula worst kind of formula for months and months and months and colicky and gassy and you know there's like other factors right the human the newborn time is the baby is perfect and what you do is it's it defines their existence. So what kind of parent are you? How do you parent yourself? And that's what I try and remind my clients. Like, how do you parent yourself? Because if you're, if you still think your mother owns your vagina and your father owns your vagina, you need to remind them. I literally had a conversation with a client. It's so raw. And I literally, cause every week they were coming to them. The family was coming to them. Like your baby's going to die. Your baby's going to die from a home birth. Your baby's going to die every week. Your baby's going to die. I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm, I've seen births. I'm a doctor. I'm a physiotherapist. I'm a chiro. Your baby's going to die. I've, seen, I've heard about it. I've seen it. But the environment there, those women are placed. Of course, you're going to fucking see it because it's the most unnatural thing in the fucking world. Even cats, horses, you'll never even see a horse birth. They know you're fucking watching them. You'll fall asleep. They'll birth and you'll miss it. That's exactly how most horses are. And humans used to be like that. They would go in the dark caves. Maybe there'd be someone out there just attending most of the time. But even back in the day, we'd go into the darkness. But now it's because we're so terrified about our bodies and we have no idea how we operate. We have no idea how we work. We're so fucking scared of everything. We're scared about, and we're people pleasing other people's ideas of us because we don't know who we are yet. And that's okay. It's, it's a process. And birth is a place where you're going to learn it. It looks like it. Like I haven't given birth, but I've had my experiences through the birthing experience, the pregnancy experience. And maybe it was like a birth, but anyway. Um, and it really like shifts everything about you. Right. And it brings you into your own inner wisdom and whatever that is going to be. So you have a choice in what you pick in that, you know, you can be empowered and not let you down. You can let it be like fucking fuel you to be a fucking you know, to just feel you, or you can let it be like, no, I am totally scared. They must do this every time. I am trauma bonded. They saved me. I am saved by them. I am not a savior. I am a soldier. I give my life. So you see this, right? I see this in the system. It's like, you know, you see a lot of it. And I saw a lot of it prior to COVID-19. And then you saw it just so care. You saw it like, zoop, there you go. And my goal is to be as clear and honest with my clients as much as possible, because I don't even like before we even meet, I'm going to literally tell you straight up who I am. And at the end of the day, it's your choice. Like you're not going to disappoint me going to the hospital for whatever reason. It's your body. It's your baby. If you need to do something, I hundred percent think you have to do it, but we're here to do something different and we're here to birth and you have to do work. If you have stuff that is, you know, that you're a people pleaser, go and get therapy every week. Every week, find a therapist, work through your stuff, talk about it with your partner. If that partner doesn't understand you, then it's going to be hard. So women are so amazing. The husbands are so amazing. The, the ones that I work with, they're so with their women. 
yeah. non-compliant. They like protected their women. Um, super fucking amazing partners, but we need more of that. We need more of that. Like I'm only one person. We're very we're a very niche market outside system home birth, unvaxed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if I can say that on camera. Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> and it's not about that. It's just to know that like where we're at, and like the mentality we're at. You know, like we also don't take vegan clients. So I'm very straightforward with my clients because I'm like, listen, I've been in birth work for five years now. I've done maybe over 100 and 200 births, maybe a lot of births. And I see what works and what doesn't work. And yeah, you might be the anomaly, but I'm not gonna, I don't know how to prepare that because there's other issues that might come up and I can't solve them if it does or help you to solve them. You know, if you're, you know, whatever they are, which is like, you're getting dehydrated. You need to eat. You need to start drinking fluids now. You know, something like that. Won't say too much, but yeah. So, so what is it about vegan clients that, that, what is the reason that you don't take them? There isn't enough, there isn't any plant protein that contains albumin. Albumin is what you need to clot. And if you are having a home birth, and you are bleeding mm. and you have no clotting factors, you will hemorrhage. Mm. And we, we are not women who are carrying drugs with us. Like I'm not going to carry it, Pitocin and all this shit on you. Right? Like this is your responsibility. Now you have to be able to eat well, because I have seen what, what happens with vegan clients. They have no fuel in them to even push their babies out. They have been deformities. There have been, um, hemorrhaging like vegan you can still like vegan means like no animal products at all zero they're having tofu which is like the most estrogenic thing you can ever do most of them are actually have gestational diabetes by the end coleostasis by the end gestational diabetes is a protein deficiency it's like you have mm -hmm. your body can no longer bring your sugar levels down because you're just like and because they're carb loading like i need to gain weight i need to gain mm -hmm. weight and like no you need to eat fucking protein bro like mm -hmm. you need to eat like 15 eggs a day. Can you eat 13 eggs a day? Can you eat five? Can you eat three? Yeah. You need 15 minimum to have the amount of protein to create a human brain and 60% more blood volume. Mm -hmm. And if you're having twins, that's a hundred percent more, hundred, hundred percent more blood volume. And if you're not eating properly, you're going to have issues at your birth. We're here to go back to our ancestral ways. We have some useful skills because I'm, we are, we are in we are in the path of being useful. We want to be as useful as we can to you. So we have useful skills. And everyone should have this usefulness because we've been doing this for so fucking long. It's like the only constant is sex, penis and vagina. This is how it works. Like this. This is it. It's the yeah. only it's the thing that makes the most money from the distorted parts of porn all the way to like the yeah. sacredness of birth and like love and mm -hmm. menstruation and whatever, all the, all the men's rites of passage and all that stuff, right? So it is what controls this world. And it's pretty dark how it's being controlled right now. Like, no wonder the whole world, especially here in on Canada, like just completely in one moment, just like, bleh, because they've been so controlled and bless our immigrant parents because they came here thinking, right. Canada is great. I love Canada. And I'm like, yeah, because you love it because the government gives you shit. But were you there for your kids? Like I was a babysitter kid. I was baby daycare kid. And I, this is where I learned all my bad habits. And, you know, you go through your journey and you see what it takes to get out of that and how you start to feel like your physical body feels it. 
And you see people getting hurt every time you go into a birth mm. with the system. Every single birth. I have not, I have yet to see one birth that I can say that a midwife and an OB was utterly awesome to the next level. We have never assaulted our clients. We have never hurt our clients. We have never done anything to our clients ever. You know, everyone's outcome is their own, but we have never done anything to ever make you think that you are not the judge in your own choices. This is your free will. And like, no one is going to birth for you. So I tell my clients that straight up. And I tell them from the first day, I'd remind them every single time. I'm like, do your, make sure you make sure you're eating, make sure you're doing your work because I, I can't spoon feed you. I can remind you every day, but I can take care of you at the birth. But those nine months, you got to work because you're going to have to take care of somebody else. And if you can't take care of yourself, it's going to be really hard. You might yeah. be relying on formula. You might be, you know, having more inductions on you and not just physical, mental stuff. Like mm -hmm. if you're worried about what your mother thinks about you or your mother-in-law, like you have big, pro you, we have a big thing we have to get through now or what your partner thinks about you. This is about you and your sovereignty and your vagina. And like men have to protect their women and they have to see that because if you control the womb, you control everything about the next 15 generations. And that's like literally what's happening. Like at least seven generations, because they say women are connected seven generations and your great grandmother or your grand, your grandmother carries you. So or if you're a girl, of course, and then, um, so it's, it's pretty amazing how close we are to our own ancestors. Right. And we have a oh, lot of 100%. ancient wisdom and, you can channel into your own wisdom and it's especially in women in birth. Like it's incredible what, what things that we see and the dads always cry first, just so you know, they're just like break into tears because they see their women go through this like process of like crying and releasing. And like, there's, yeah, there's pain. It's like painful and you can't do anything for her. All you can do is like hug her and tell you love her and massage her and sleep with her. And, but she has to go through it because this is how she becomes a mother lion. Like, the minute, no wonder people are so afraid of their mothers because like, look what she has to do to bring you in. Mm -hmm. But if you bring them with more empowerment, you won't have these relationships that are distorted for so long and that you have to work through. Your kid will, and you will just, will just be in existence and just have so much mutual respect and guidance. There's so much guidance that is happening. And if people aren't guiding themselves, you have to see how are you guiding somebody? You know, how are you guiding somebody? Like, it's such an extreme responsibility to have children. Yeah. You know, and I see it every day and you are exactly the change you want to be in the world. And like, yeah, I'm not very tactful. I fucking swear. I've literally probably said things to people which they didn't like. And it was truth. Not like I'd tell them, fuck you, never like that. But you know, I called out the midwives of Ontario many times. And that's probably why I got banned. And I also called out circumcision and, probably pissed off someone who had their dick mm. cut off and didn't even fucking know about it and were totally mutilated and didn't even know about it and their families didn't know about it. So it's making people more aware of like what you were programmed to. Veganism is beautiful because it brought in this culture of understanding what is happening to animals here. But you have a choice on how you eat the animals and any shaman in any mm. ancient culture will tell you the animals have made agreements here. Like, hello. This is like, what are you thinking? And it is to each of their own, but you don't have to, this uh, def deficiency that people have and then they defend it. Like it's a cult. It's a cult. You need to yeah. eat animal protein at some point. 
Do not think that you are smarter than organic tech, which has been here in existence for probably 10,000 years. Yeah. You need the basic foundation. The DNA hasn't changed that much. It has, but it's it still needs the foundations of, of blocks. And if you don't mm. have albumin, I ain't taking you. Like, it's too much of a risk for me. I'm not putting my life on the line like because you didn't want to eat eggs. This is like ridiculous. Or you didn't want to eat chicken or take liver pills or, you know, ancestral supplements or heart and soil. Like, there's so many amazing ways you can do things and you don't have to do the same thing over and over. Like if you really want something, you have to manifest it. You have to literally think about it every day and know that it's, it takes work, but you have to believe it does. Yeah. Yeah. And fuck, there's a lot there to cover, but Sorry. I think that, uh, no, 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 it's, it's, it's good. Um, so I, I guess let, let me just hit this on nail on the head real quick for people. Cause I like to play devil's advocate for, uh, just for the obvious reasons to try to give people that, you know, d different perspective on things. So if somebody hears you say like, wow, you want me to eat like 15 eggs and then they open up their book and they say, well, you know, oh my God, cholesterol. And they haven't debunked mm -hmm. any of that. They haven't realized the difference between HDL and LDL. And they don't realize that eggs are literally one of the most complete fucking foods in the world. And yeah. then you get these fucking idiots. And I'm about to hurt some butts right now, but I don't give two shits that what the fuck is his name the uh he's like a doctor but he like speaks to spirits and shit um, um the fuck he tells you to drink celery juice oh a uh, medical medium <laughs> fuck that guy um i'm going to say this right now so this guy is trying to say that uh things like oh well eggs are a survival food you know, I have a real hard time taking health advice from somebody who is extremely pale very small you know, decrepit, tiny looking man who has very feminine tendencies and who is a medium in Hollywood. And and one of the things I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, but I'm waiting to say this for a minute because fuck this goof. Let it out. Um, out. This is a guy who tells you, oh, drink something like celery juice. And people are like, oh, wow, like it works. Let me tell you something. This, the treatment that will work for you the best is the one that you believe in. If you believe that Coca-Cola is going to be the best for you, sure, it will have its effects. But if you truly believe there's a reason the placebo effect exists is because when you fucking believe it, it is true. People don't understand that. And when somebody gives you something like celery juice, how much is fucking celery? OK, if it doesn't work for you, he knows it costed you nothing. But if you believe that it does and he enters you into his little medical medium cult while he goes and speaks to the fucking, you know, wicked witches of the Kardashians you know, and does all their shit for like people aren't seeing the bottom fucking line here. Like to say that an egg yeah. is somehow not almost almost as complete as a food. Get I have eight chickens for so this complete. reason. Right. Yeah. But but with that being said and still fuck the medical medium. But with that being said. What are other things that they could eat? Other than 15, because let, let's be honest, yeah. I, so, I, mean, I love eggs, 15, but I'm not eating 15. Totally. And like, I also think people have to see like what their limitations are. So I mean, when you're eating, you're not eating 15 at one moment, right? Unless there's something sure. we need to resolve. So if you're having like super, super itching in your last, you know, weeks of pregnancy, 37, 38, 39, 36, super itchy. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so itchy all over my body. That's called coleostasis. And it's a, it's like your body doesn't have enough bile. And it needs to start increasing its protein intake. So you got to eat 15 eggs, like chug it right. So every few hours, five eggs, just for a few days, 
just to build back. So that's when you would eat something like that in such a small amount of time, because we need to resolve deficiencies. The medical system will say, take some fucking aspirin, yeah. eat carbs, eat whatever you need to, just eat it. And we'll monitor your blood pressure and we'll do blood work tomorrow. Okay, bye. And you know, that's, that's the system. Maybe we'll admit you, then we can maybe induce you and maybe talk to you about fingering you. But otherwise, if you're good to go, we'll just, you know, we'll monitor for a few days and, you know, whatever, aspirin. Mm. So food is an important way to resolve issues as they come up. So oh, nutrition yeah. is like one of the foundations of pregnancy. And so obviously when a pregnant, when a woman is pregnant, because that's the only ones I think that can get pregnant, unless the other people, anyway, whatever. Um, they're eating almost every one and a half to two hours in the daytime. Mm. And then at oh. nighttime, if you get up to go to the bathroom, which most women do, and they're waking up at like four in the morning, like, oh my God, I have insomnia. You need to eat. Your baby is telling you, hey, I am growing 24 seven. Get up and eat some food, eat some dates, have some peanut butter, eat some maple syrup, have a nice glass of raw milk. You know, your body is needs nutrients. So you're eating spacing out throughout the day. You can, you, you, you can make like a charcuterie board and leave like a bunch of fucking snacks on there if you're at home a lot. Or take it with you and you kind of just nibble throughout the day if that's it's better for you but at some point you do have to get 100 grams of protein in so however you do that maybe it's like chicken salad chicken and rice steak three eggs and however you get that in in a day maybe it's beef liver pills too but yeah if you want to have a baby outside the system you have to do this because if you don't i'm gonna know because you're not gonna have energy and i know you weren't gonna do it so then we have to resolve things because eating is the way we resolve issues and like the investment people make with me solidifies that they better fucking do their work mm -hmm. because this is very serious. We're here to do very incredible, sacred, hard, tough work. And I can't get your baby out for you. That's your job. Yeah. I have some skills. I'm going to use them if I need to. Most of the time I don't need to. I'm going to feed you and love you and tell you you're amazing and tell you, yeah, this is the way. It's going to feel like your ass is going to explode out of your fucking body, but it doesn't but it needs to feel that way. So you know what it's like to bring your child in. So you know what you have to do for them. Mm. And it will redefine you as a human being, you know? And even the relationship between husband and wife, them going through it and being in partnership for that, that's what solidifies a relationship. You know, like I see it all the time. I see like the love, you know? And that's what like people should be bringing their children into is like true love for each other and respect and understanding for each other and self. And knowing that like, yeah, your kids are being, your kids are being profited off of every moment. Like, do you believe who you are? Do you believe you're an infinite spirit being, you're a being of light? Like you are in school here and you will be going through school and you will be going through an exam at some point. The birth is the exam. Did you study for the exam? That's a, And things that's happen, a life happens. Yeah, life puts you in different situations. You have a breech baby. You know, you know, all these things, life puts you in a different situation, but are you ready for it? And in some cases, yes, there are medical emergencies because it is life. But for most people, mm -hmm. you know, and what is, you know, the medical emergency, I really do question. It's like most of the time when it's a medical emergency, they still need 45 minutes to prep the OR. Yeah. Sometimes an hour and a half, depending. Mm -hmm. The baby is actually attached to the umbilical cord, which is attached to the placenta which is actually attached to the mother because the mother is giving food into her body and oxygen into her body, going to the baby placenta, placenta is delivering it, all the waste products come back and the mother is filtering out all of it through urine and poo and sweat and all that stuff. So 
it's a pretty incredible system because no one can fucking understand how it's designed. They try mm -hmm. to, but they just can't. And that's spirit. Right. That's organic tech. You will never get it yet. And that's your failure. That's the failure of the system because they don't realize this is spirit work. And when you mess around with these spirits, there is a price to pay at some point, right? And it can happen along the way, right? And some people like, they still be shooting up their kids, like still, you know, six, seven years old, eight, 12, 15, these kids look sick, you know? Yeah, man. And you see it and you see what it, what it, how hard it is. And like, I had like 25 vaccines in me. So like, I know it was med school, like shoot me up. I'm going to India. Like I want all of them. Yeah, yeah. I was so sick. Could not even see it. I was like, no, this is the normal way. I need to be sick. No, man. It's normal to be sick. We never used to be this sick. So Ever. it's, um, yeah, it's a lot. And let, I guess we can kind of touch on childhood vaccination because, um, again, I'm somebody who got my daughter her first vaccinations. Um, she never got a vitamin K shot at the hospital. Uh, neither, neither did my son. Um, my daughter got her, her first, I think like first set, whatever it is, you bring them in for their first appointment after a few months or whatever. Um, and my son has fucking next to none and they'll never have an injection put into them. Right. Um, but it's one of these things, right? Cause I know a lot of people who they try to almost not be honest about what they've done to make themselves feel better because it's easier to just pretend it didn't happen than to realize where you fucked up. Like if you think you can run from the things that you've done, right? Like it's, it's so much better to just realize what you've done and move forward with a better understanding rather than try to hide from it. So I think that people who beat themselves up about, you know, what they've done pre being informed, mm -hmm. just realize that it's not your burden to carry rather you should take that vengeance and use it to educate others and take it out on the system that made you believe that. 100%. Right? Everything needs to be everything needs to be redirected and this is why they keep us fighting with each other with all of these, you know, stupid little boxes that they put us in and with all of these, you know, identifications and now you're vegan, you're trans, you're non-binary, you're all this bullshit. You know what I mean? No, you know what you are. You're a brother, a mother, a father, a sister an aunt, an uncle, a grandfather. You're not a conservative. You're not a liberal. You're a human fucking being. You know what I mean? And, and this is where we lose so much of that identity. But do, do you see how easy it is, right? Like when you stand on the outside, a lot of people just say, you know, they, they like to look around and just point at everybody else thinking, oh, well, you know, I woke up, you have, you're an idiot. And it's like, well, dude, if you only knew how perfect these psychological operations that you're that you are enduring from the moment you enter this realm you would have a little more compassion for those who find it hard when the entire world around them is telling them that you're crazy and there's a reason that most people that you see at these freedom rallies and these fucking idiots there's a reason that you can't convince people about the other side. And I want to kind of tie this into what you were saying about it being a very spiritual experience. The reason that I am so effective and that somebody like yourself is effective and, you know, uh, you know, somebody like uh, Sam from Empowering the Children or the Kristen Nagels are so effective when they speak to you 
is they're not just speaking to you. You feel their presence. You feel what they're telling you in ways that when you walk into a doctor's office, you don't feel shit. You feel like a number. You feel like cattle. You have an average of seven minutes. But when you go to like an experienced natural path, your appointment's like an hour and a half. They want to know what you're eating. How is your sleep? Are you using, you know, conditioners with chemicals? What are you breathing? How's your water supply? Are you having good sex? Are your relationships okay? Like they want to know fucking every little detail because the toxins aren't just what's coming from the outside. A lot of your toxins is just how you view the self and how you portray that self walking through the world, right? People miss the mark. They think everything is just, oh, I'm just going to clean up my diet. And even a lot of people that, you know, get off of the vegan train, right? They'll come back and say, oh, well, I'm eating meat now. And it's like, well, where are you buying your meat? Oh, I go to Walmart. It's like, <laughs> I would rather you just stay vegan. You know what I mean? Like process, you know, it's a process. And we have to be so kind and so compassionate for humanity because it's taking us this long. And imagine these beings who have been here longer than us. Like the people, our spirits that are leading, it's like they literally look at us like, oh, did it again. Okay, here we go. Absolutely. I'm gonna wait. And I feel like as it's like this 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 fire that's it's like a it's like a fire that literally is like burning because it's you see the injustice in the world. Mm. And you just wanna you just want to remind people of who they are, right? So you've seen your own families being taken. And you're just like, you know what, while I'm here on this earth, I might as well just be fucking useful. And like, yeah, literally fuck what anybody thinks just be a useful human being in whatever capacity Absolutely. that is for you. that's the only word like it and it was said by um jen who is uh jen thrall who is another traditional wise woman in ontario and then it was you know said by billy harrigan she's been using that word and hey just be a useful human being i just want to be a useful human being and that's exactly what it is it's like to be a more useful human being and and, and we have to really observe how we're how we're doing it and i have so much compassion for the people on this earth because it's like holy shit like i go through my days and i'm like yep i literally smoked weed again here we go and it's like you know i have my vices because i'm also dealing sure. with things. i'm also sure. dealing with things that i literally pick into like my traumas and i see i literally am a witness of trauma every day and mm -hmm. i hear the emails and the messages and I am here as an ambassador to hear it. I obviously am here in this place for a reason. So, you know, I, I don't have children. My husband has, um, he has kids and his stepkids and I see the responsibility and he reminds me every day. He's like, it is an extreme responsibility to bring a human in and to love it and nurture. And he's like, I feel like I'm still learning every day because you just want to make sure that you never alienate your kids because no matter what, like they're still your kids. And he's like, you just want to teach them good things. But at the end of the day, it's the, the journey of the soul. And all we can do is is be here and and just love them and and help them as much as they can. But we um it's a, it's very potent, right? Because we're so afraid of death, we have no idea what mm. it is. It's we're so fucking smart. We literally created it, and there is no death. And this is the fear that runs in all of us. It's alienation. It's death. But like there is no death. It's just constantly evolving. Like it never just stops, right? It never life finds its way, and um it's a very important to be around your tribe because it, you can't change the world in a moment. You have to go with what's around you. And like, you know, yeah. now it's amazing. You have social media, Instagram and you know, whatever, Facebook and Instagram, at least specifically and TikTok and um, 
And just those platforms alone, like I give thanks to the tech because I wouldn't be where I am without that thing because it literally made me find people who are like-minded. And like, you know, I, I don't, I, um, I try and remind myself that this place is hard and it has its good and you just always have to keep on finding what it is, but you do have to take a stand and some people can take a stand and some people do it in different ways. Like we're more public, right? Like we're more public with our voice. Yeah. And like, while we have our unique gifts, while you tap into your gifts, not everyone wants to do that. Find your gifts, like learn about your gifts. I've recently realized, even though I've always, someone's once told me I didn't believe it, but I, my gift is my voice. That's it. That's my gift. You know, I can yeah. speak, I can talk to you. I can understand you. I can understand you. I can, I can understand and I can well, I want to hear the truth because it mm. makes me a more useful human being. And the more skills 100%. I have, I want to do that for people because I see what's happening in this world and it's, um, it's changed. Like it's really changed overnight and people have gotten hurt and you will, we will watch people die around us in this life and get yeah. sick because of this event that took place. And because of all of us found ourselves through that and it's just another part of the journey. And like the human body is so resilient. It literally is what you believe. Like whatever you believe, it's exactly what it is. I literally was like, no, I'm not going to get COVID. Like, fuck it. Fuck COVID. I hope it actually, I hope I get it. I'm going to literally eat it and I'm going to shit it out. I literally would tell my husband, I'm like, I'll fucking get it. And I never got it because I literally was not afraid. I'm like, you're going to kill me. Come, come kill me. Let's see if I'm going to die. I'm like, if I die, I'm like, you're pathetic. You're pathetic because you died of a flu. Come on. And I would have to pump myself because no one was working during that time. All these doulas stopped working. Like, no, we can't go into your house. Sorry, we'll do virtual doula. Mm. I'm like, fuck virtual. I'll come to you if you need me to. Like, what is virtual doula? Like, it's such a scam. And some people, they wanted it. Some people didn't. It was just like, just the craziest time ever. And um, I'm here for the people. Like, yeah. and I'm here for myself. I'm mostly selfish for myself because I feel good after seeing something amazing happen, whether, however, however it transpires, I meet the most amazing people that I would never get to meet people like that any other way. And, um, you get to be part of their life, like the most sacred day of their life, like how you treat a woman, she'll remember that for the rest of her life, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. she'll remind, remember that, like, if I have a daughter, my daughter, I want my daughter to have a good experience. I want my daughter to be mentally well. I never want to project my fears onto my daughter because she is, she is her own unique being. And all I can do is guide and and nurture and 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 go back to the way, um, not go back, but like find the wisdom in my own in in find your own wisdom. Like what is your wisdom, you know? And to be a more useful human being, I think that's the only fucking sentence I have for the year. Is like, are you a useful human being? Like that's. Mm. Yeah. It's an extreme responsibility to be on earth right now. And there's so many things happening. And I feel like um, the, it just kind of went back and things are escalating faster and faster. And the world is changing and it's good because it needed to, it needed to shift. Like people needed mm -hmm. to see this darkness. People needed to see this pedophilia. People needed to see the rape and the assault and what's happening to men. There's an attack on men as much when there's an attack on women. So once the women are traumatized, the kids are traumatized, be it male or female. Yeah. You know, so everyone is traumatized. But like when you traumatize the womb, you traumatize her fucking entire world. And Mother Earth, this is our, you know, people say God, him, he, he. It's like if anything, it's an androgen. It's a it's a mix of male and feminine. But the supreme being most likely is a woman. If you wanted to really, because it's it's creating, it's the it's this portal. But it's not because it's both. It's synergy. It's an androgen. This is the supreme creative energy. But 
we constantly give regards to this male figure and it's embedded in everything in our culture. So most people are learning about birth through the movies, Game of Thrones, Dragon of Thrones, fucking opening scene, breach birth, cut the mother up, fucking dead, hold her down. 15 people watch, man shoves his hand into a vagina, rips it out. What the fuck is wrong with people? I had a breach birth and that was not how it fucking took happened. And everyone is thriving. So it was like just so dark and twisted. And this is very powerful. Like the TV screen is, this is the real God. Mm -hmm. This is it. It is incredible how um, addicted we are. And I love TV. Like I was a TV kid. I was like sitting there with TV, like come home, watch Arthur and then watch, you know, ran passions and then come and watch like, you know, some crazy friends and like just constantly because that was the God, because your own God, your parents weren't there for you. Yeah. And so you, we have to see how we're programming ourselves and what we're choosing to see. And I think when, when we see birth in a different way, like when men are seeing birth in a different way, they don't become traumatized that it's disgusting. And it's, it doesn't become this event of like rape and assault. It becomes this event of like the woman is very preserved and she's coming in unraveling and she's going through these raw experiences where she's, you literally see her, it's screaming. And then she just comes back to normal and, and you just say, I love you. And then she's like, thanks. I love you too. And you just know what you have to do for you. You just have to be there and just say, I fucking love you. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you have to go through this, but don't be because she's going to get so much fucking power. You wouldn't even know. Like those kids are hers. And all you got to do is just love and protect her. That's your only job. So. Well, and, and, and with that, I mean, with the experience that you just explained, could you imagine how much the world would change in how children were created because of the bond between parent and child? If it was that more, raw that more visual that 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 raw is the word you need to see that we live in a fucking world where everybody wants these round corners soft-edged experience walking through life and this is why i'm the fucking asshole because i don't care does it hurt no one fucking cares work harder I don't i don't care if you think your life is fucking hard now i speak to people like you know my wife's grandfather, who is right now at his final days of life as we speak, a man who him and his mother were jailed and put into containment camps. And then he fought to, you know, in the military and moved over here without his wife to build the life, to bring her over, bring her here. Like, you guys know fucking nothing. Nothing. Everybody wants things to be so smooth. They think life is supposed to be so fucking cushy. But there's this thing, right? Because I'm not a very religious guy. I actually study religious origins, and I don't buy into any of that re-legioning yeah, of a, the self. However, not a symbolism. It pulls people away, in my opinion, from having that that raw experience of life. Mm -hmm. It tells you that you're just supposed to be this amazing person and everything's going to be good as long as you know thy neighbor let me tell you something your neighbor in a heartbeat would stab you in the fucking face to get where he needed to go right now regardless of what you knew but that would be a lot different if all of the parents on your street had birthed their children in the manner that you're speaking of because it all starts there it all starts at, there. right you have this experience where it hurts her so fucking bad but she has a goal and that goal is to make sure that what is in her gets out into so imagine what she's willing to do this is why when you see you know the sow you know walking with her cubs she'll tear you to shreds 
that bear will fucking tear you to shreds because all of nature, they don't have a hospital. They all give birth naturally. They all feel that. And that's why the bond in nature is, is so astronomically fucking undeniably amazing. Like I'm, I'm a hunter. I get to see a lot of what happens out there. And I love the feeling of sitting there and being completely still and just watching nature and its form. And it makes me think every single time, like where did humanity go wrong? We got this fucking wrong. There is a place that I'm sitting in right now that seems peaceful, but is the most violent place. Nature doesn't care about life. It doesn't care. It is. It just is. It's very raw. It's savage. It's survival. But when you sit out there, it's it's peace at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. But we live in this world where people want just peace. You don't want to feel pain. Oh, I have a headache. Advil. Yeah. I I have indigestion, Pepto-Bismol. It's like, well, what happened to, you know, you have you, you have a fever. Well, take some marshmallow, take a cooling agent, you know, from nature. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to, you know, oh, I feel a little pain. Okay, cool. Well, you know, there's homeopathic remedies for this, right? You can go take a little Arnica instead of slamming yourself full of Advil. Oh, they're just sugar pills, right? So we, we've just lost our connection to nature and nature. Mm -hmm. And its very core is birth. It very core is birth. Yeah, everything is at birth. That's what I. That's what I started to see. I was like, everything starts with her, and like that's what this is about. It's like the more you can honor the mother and love the mother and recognize her path where she is the giver of life. Like the men is just as important, but it's different. It's like very the different. men have their testosterone. They have their. They come into a world that's already male. Mm -hmm very masculine in many ways right yeah so the birthing rights have become very masculine and then she she is in her most estrogenic feminine state and in a very masculine experience and it goes completely most of the time sideways you know um not sideways but i mean it becomes like you know survival of the baby like we just got to get that baby out now you know mm. like one way or another most of the time and we have lost touch with nature, 100%. You know, people look at the, they're like, oh, I don't want to look at the sentence, it's gross. I'm like, what? And this was years ago, right? In the beginning, they're like, it's gross. I'm like, your nature, body's gross. I'm like, you made it. All of nature eats their placenta. Literally yeah. every fucking animal out there will eat the remains after the baby leaves. Why? Because it's, it's nutrition. It's, imagine this thing that you put so much effort into coming out and then they re-ingest it. I mean, it sounds disgusting. Sure, it does. It sounds gross, but it's like you to nature. Cow. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually wanted to further discuss something that you said about death because it's something that kind of rings true for myself in so many fucking ways. As a, as a child... There's one thing that my mother even, you know, still talks about quite frequently, and that's that I've always had this fear of death. And I find myself even still till this day, 34 years old, very in tune with who I am, very spiritually aware, you know, have a very good understanding of my life, the world around me. I live my life walking in no other path but the path of gratitude. I wake up every single morning. First words out of my mouth is I'm grateful. I'll message my wife when I get to work and tell her life is good. I don't give a shit how bad my day is because I'm fucking grateful. Dude, I'm breathing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I woke up today. There's people lying in a hospital bed that will never step out of that bed. So when I hear people bitch about, oh, I woke up and my legs sore and I didn't want like, stop whining, bro. Like to wake up even in a bad mood is like, how do you do that? Dude, I fucking woke up. You know what? That's enough for me, dude. Like I have the ability to continue walking this path of being healthy with two amazingly healthy children. You know, I got my wife. Life life is amazing. I have food in my fridge. Like, you know, and even if it was bad, it'd still be the the, the exact same on my bad days. I'm even more grateful for those because whenever people walk around and say, oh, you know, God, give me strength. It's like, well, if you think he's just going to give you these muscles to deal with it, no, you're going to you're you're going to get hardship from whatever it is that you're asking for strength from is going to give you hardship to teach you how to be strong. That's the strength. Right. But when you talk about death, I still have this. I'll wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and out of a sleep, like, fuck, I'm going to fucking die one day, right? Like, and it, dude, it terrifies the shit out of me, even though I know that it's just, it's it's a cycle, right? But it's, we're so in our body here, right? Like, this is very dense. Like, we think we know who we are. We don't. Like, literally, sure. you don't know you're a spirit. You don't even know about your spirit. And it's like, the sad thing I think about death, and this was actually Savon Bomar, if you ever hear him, he is on Secret Energy. Um, it's like another incredible he's like this is where he he this is his stuff um and even the um shamans in africa for the iboga medicine with my partner's involved and my husband's Mm -hmm. involved in that so yeah the shamans say it's like you're most of the time you're you're not scared about death you're scared about what you're the people you leave here what they're gonna have to deal with that's what it is if it's just you you're like fine i'm dead but like, because you have all these relationships, you have your two kids, you have your wife. Imagine them. It's like, oh my God, would they survive? Did I even plan enough? Did I have yeah. enough? Am I securing them? So it's like this constant fear of, again, it's like leaving your body and not having enough. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I'm watching my wife's grandfather right now. They're watching him dwindle away. And being from the time that he's from, he's a very hard man. You know, like when you look into his eyes, you can you can see what he's been through, right? Like you can get a read on him, but he's very like stone face. Even in this, he's terrified, but not for himself. Yeah. He's like, I'm going before my wife. What is going to happen to her? My grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, I'm not here. He's afraid of the outcome after that- his departure. Right. There's a beautiful movie. It's called Nos Solar. It's uh, I think it's a Brazilian Portuguese Portuguese movie, and it basically talks about a man who's a doctor. He drinks every night in the 1920s. He has a wife, but he has a mistress. Because everyone is cushiony. I think his wife knows though. One day he just drinks and has a heart attack and he dies and he goes to the next place, not heaven. It's maybe the intermediate between where you you go back, you go forward. I don't know. So, and it shows that how you take care of your body, how you take care of you is, this is a punishment, a crime, when you don't absolutely be of your own body, your own thoughts, and like what that is. And that's what, that's what even my husband says to me all the time. He's like, you have to be so mindful of that because you, we're not only preparing for this life, we're preparing for the afterlife. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's a very hard game here. It's a yeah. really big, life is a it's a game and you have to be ready to play it and have so and you know have solutions to the problem and 
yeah, there are days where I'm so grateful and there are days I'm like full moon. I'm like, someone just shoot me. I'm like, it is so intense. Everyone is going to labor at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Is that out for six days? You know, you want to be there for the mom, you're there for the family. You need to give them space. You come back. You know, these the, sometimes it's it's intense, and you go through people's emotions, and you you know you see the outcomes, and you see what people go through, and it's a lot, and you do it gladly because I don't think there's anything else I'm really good at. To be really honest with you, like I'm not very good at Instagram. I'm just so bored of making videos. I'm like, fuck it. I'm good at talking though. Um, I'm not very good with like. Not very good, but like, I just, I'm not in my, these are my crafts. Like, this is my, this is my, this is what I do. Sure, sure. My craft. And then I have other things like my hobbies I can, but in terms of what I dedicate the most amount of time with, I couldn't imagine anything else because this is where you see it. This is where you see everything. And even my partner, my husband, he says, I wouldn't have seen things when you describe them when you do. He's like, I didn't remember that my son got vitamin K. I know we just left the hospital and just ran. We just mm-hmm. ran out. We didn't have any money. We just like, dipped. And they never vaccinate their kids. They never put their kids in the system. These kids are not in the system. Like they only have passports, but never went to school. These kids are unindoctrinated, unvaxxed kids, and they're in their twenties. Yeah. And it's um, I feel very blessed to have met my divine masculine protector to show me life in a different way for me to then want it for other people. Because when the male protects his wife, his woman, right. yeah. she can then find her gifts because she's not in fear of like. I don't think so. they're going to go against me and they're going to do this and they're going to do mm-hmm. that. And it was like, don't worry, like, you know, be smart, but I got you. No one can do anything to us. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Yeah. And that's what it's like to bring a child. And it's like to be so bonded in unity because they will try and take your kids and everyone will tell you, including your own sister and your mother and your friend and your cousin and your dog and your church pastor and your rabbi and your Hindu temple man and all of those things They will tell you how to raise your kids. And they will tell you what prayers and what sacrifices you need to do to indoctrinate your kids into their club because you don't have authenticity or you haven't discovered it yet. And that is the true gift is to discover your own authenticity because I'm a very unique being. Like there's only one of me in the entire world. There's only one of you in the entire world. There's only one of your wife in the entire world. There's only one of my partner in the entire world. And that's what makes it so unique. And um, I think, I think to be honest, the world exists in polarities for us to exists like this this is this is the great arena you know you can't it can't be all good 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 right now just like you said because this is the way this is the waking up process and it is slow and it is tedious sometimes but then there are moments where i'm like oh my god they just got it like seven births in one row all home births they did it they work and sometimes yeah things happen mothers need more support births are seven days long and they need medical support now they're tired they need help now and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. There's so many layers to everyone's journey and I'm, I'm no one to say what your journey is. That's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here as a, as a friend, as a support, as a, as a, you know, wise woman or as a woman to hear another woman's um, pains and um, to hear the divine masculine and to remind the divine masculine what his role is if he chooses to be part of it. And I try and align myself with clients who with partners actually like each other and love each other, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes you have moms who are pretty much single, single women in their own marriages and they fucking do it. And they're like, I don't even fucking need him. I'm like, you need a man to come in and fucking lick your pussy every night. You deserve that because you are a queen and, and he does not deserve you. And, and you need to be with someone who actually deserves you. And in that way you can then yeah. heal the divine masculine in you in that, because we're walking around with women who have, broken parts of their their masculine side and 
you never know when you're going to meet that person who's going to like help that help help um heal that and forgive too right forgive that part so yeah. there's a lot of like trauma work i find is happening at this time specifically or we're all noticing it now finally and it's collectively allowing us to do our work and um be a guide if we can be a guide and constantly um yeah question the narrative right and sometimes your in your instincts especially in this part of the world have been so shut down so you it takes time to develop those things it takes time to find good people and yeah sometimes you get conned a few times and you you know you do a couple of things and it's okay it's the process of healing it's the process of waking sometimes you got a definition of of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result and some people need to do it 10 times 20 30 lifetimes 50 lifetimes and that is the journey of the soul it's like it's endless the information and there's so many different versions it's like we are all each other but and this earth like has i have been so enraged for three years and then when instagram got you know closed down it was good it needed to happen i just was like off period i made a little instagram on the side because i still need my clients but you know it took six months and i just kind of like let go and just like it's like okay there's a more tactful way to do this now and i can't go after my message in the same way because it's breaking me hmm. and i'm exhausted because i'm crying every night and i hear the stories and i can't get emotionally attached anymore i have to know what my what i have to find solutions so. And that's that's where we are, right? We're at a we're at a time where, you know, like everybody else, there was a a beginning period, especially over the last the three years, because I'm about eighteen ish years, um, into sounding like a fucking psychopath. You know what I mean? Telling people that look, man, there's people who run the world, and there's a giant fucking club that you're not in, and you will never be in. And until you truly wake up and not like wake up as in, oh, okay, there's corruption in the government. No, no, I need you to get a hold of yourself. And that starts with your health, for one, the moment that you take your health back and you no longer rely on a system for that. And you start to, you know, eat foods that truly love you back and nourish you. And you, you let go of the these, these fucking dogmas that are out there. Like, I'm going to go vegan. And then you realize what going vegan means for people and and you know when they're like oh well you know the animals and there's look i hate factory farming as well i'm not a fan of it i think it's fucking disgusting totally i'm not a fan at all that's why i hunt yeah. you know that's why i do it the sacred way the old way there's never one animal that i've killed where i've been like yay every time it hurts it's a big responsibility taking consciousness from another being that's a huge responsibility mm -hmm. and what comes with that is this understanding of there are things that are going to happen in the world and it's unfortunate that suffering is necessary for people to see. And I don't know why that is. I think it's just part of the human condition because I see things like right? is we have to, adversity is where we get to meet ourselves. A hundred percent. But I'm seeing things right now that are very odd, even in people that yeah. see through the quote unquote corruption because I'm watching, like I said, and I hate to bring, you know, her grandfather back into this, but it's something that's so close to home right now. And it's a man who has lung cancer, mm -hmm. uncurable lung cancer. Yeah. And I'm watching these people care for him and then go outside and smoke cigarettes. And I ask myself, 
you know, is is this the human condition? Is is this who we are? Are we beings that just he just gave up, right? His spirit, he's not his spirit is not leading now, right? It's it's um it's the traumatized part. Because smoking is a, is a trauma response. Like so, he he quit smoking forty years ago, but oh, what okay. I'm saying is the the family that's caring for him, oh. his daughters, his own daughters are caring for him. Go outside, have a smoke. Care for him. Go outside, have a smoke. And I'm so I'm so fucking confused at this point because I think I've entered a a, a point in my life where nourishing myself. Because the end of the day, your 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 gut is your second brain. There's a reason they look the same. Mm-hmm. It's a reason your intestines and your brain look identical. Yeah. There is yeah. no mistakes. The universe has made not one single mistake, not in male and female. So I don't care how much you want to transition. Yeah. There is male, there's women, and there's mental illness. And exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> that that's it. That's it. Because I always say that there's 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 two genders and one race, and everything after that is mental fucking illness. Because we are, like you said, right? Like, I am you. You are me, man. We're all part of this. Whatever it is that animates us and allows me to do all of this, the, the, the this, whatever that is, you can call it God, you can call it fucking, you know, Allah, you can call it consciousness, whatever you decide to say, there is something out there that nobody fucking understands, but you understand fully. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what it is but I feel it deeper than anything else that exists. I appreciate whatever it is that allows me to have these conversations, to bring this to the world, to attract the people that truly add value, to be able to help people and no one on Instagram ever know a fucking thing about it because it's not about that. It's about hoping that somebody can experience this level of gratitude every day at the level that I feel it, like I, dude, I'm a very man's man. You know, I hunt, I shoot, I blow shit up. Like I, I lift. I like being a raw. You know what I mean? In my raw masculine. You know what I mean? I love to do that. But the amount of tears that I shed on those solo drives to work, where you just kind of like see the sun just come over the trees. Dude, there's not enough money in the world to replace what I've just been allowed to witness. 100%. Right? This is why you get religions where it's like, oh, the son of God. Yeah, there's one sun in the sky. That's the sun they're talking about. Right? It nourishes everything on the planet. It nourishes me. Now they're trying to tell you to be afraid of the sun. <laughs> right? Right? Because the more that they can disconnect us from the things that connect us. That's it. Right? So here we are right we we've 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 entered into a place where it seems like the more people i meet over over the last say year or so it's like they're getting more and i'm getting closer and closer and closer and closer to people who truly feel that divinity who who mm-hmm. who who are okay with experiencing it and who truly get it you said that your partner is involved in in aboga ceremonies and like that's that that it's huge. I'm somebody who uses mushrooms every couple months to meditate. It's not a party drug for me. That is something that I use to, I take in so much information. I do my mushrooms, I meditate. And it basically like 
all of my studies are as though I have this cluttered desk that is just full of papers and I can do mushrooms and put everything into alphabetical order so I can pull my information, put the shit I don't need into the recycling bin, get a reset. And then I don't know if you've ever done mushrooms, but afterwards, right afterwards, there is a sense of gratitude that there is nothing in this world that can replace it. You feel whole with the self. And I feel like we're chasing that. Every day, that should be the dragon. And I still, like, I look, I smoke weed every night. I take one hit off a joint every night to help me sleep because I have to. Right? It's one of those things. Right. Now, now I wanted to actually just touch on that. Like, this was a segue into speaking about that. Now, when it comes to something like the, the, the tools that we use as a society, like marijuana, that has now become a, it's not a tool anymore. Now it's. Like everything else, it's become this perverted version of what it once was. Yeah. How do you feel about people using things like mushrooms and ayahuasca and aboga and and um you know peyote and all of these things mm-hmm. that have been given to us from Earth? Because I don't fuck with any chemicals. Fuck all that mm-hmm. shit. The natural shit that is being abused. What is your take on that? I mean, I think it's also a process of awakening. You know, like these medicines mm. are becoming more available because people want the information, right? I think about cannabis when I used to smoke it, I was 25 years old when I really started smoking it. And I had to go to this dealer and I was living in Prague and we'd meet on the corner and it was super sketch. Cause I'm like, at any moment, maybe this guy could like, <laughs> fuck in, you know, but you're like, but I need the fucking lead, you know? So I think it's just something that's become more accessible. Obviously, obviously tainted. And I know what's happening with cannabis now, but I feel like, it used to be very hush hush and secret. I think it's everyone's divine right to try these medicines. Of course, balance and mindfulness is something we all hope to achieve. But I also think it's the process of getting to know yourself. Like you will abuse something before you get to know it. Some people abuse food all the time. Yeah, I'm man. a foodie. We all are looking for a dopamine rush because look at our fucking environment. Like I have to go on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, there's 85 images here. My brain, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Yeah. And no wonder we're in these heightened states all the time. So I think it's, Obviously, I I hope people are not abusing these things because these are very powerful medicines. I know I've definitely smoked too much cannabis on multiple days and I just fucking get so lazy and tired and I just pass out. I was supposed to write an essay. This is like, you know, the worst thing I could do on cannabis. But like, I'm not going out and I'm hurting people and driving my car and, you know, creating more. It's it's to go in and for me to recognize, okay, I'm not going to do that again. And oh, I have trauma. (laughs) Oh, there's some trauma there. Why do you have trauma? Ah, I've had trauma for a long time and I'm using it. Interesting. And so I kind of, you have to kind of always ask, like, is it getting to be a problem? And you will check yourself and it is hard to admit it. And it's a process. Some days you'll be like, all right, I'm back on it again. All right. And then something has to happen back on it again. So I think we have to be very uh, forgiving to our fellow human Mm -hmm. because they're just doing their best from their level of consciousness. However, if there were more guides we could respectfully have people do this in a sacred way that they can feel like this medicine can be used in a way that's sacred to them if they're scared, right? Like some people are scared to use the medicine. So it's like, um, I feel that people who over excessively use things, they're dealing with some sort of dopamine trauma or some sort of trauma. And the people who use it mindfully, it's like they have their anxieties, they have their things, but they want to integrate it in a way that they don't have to go too deep in too quickly. People like me will go like, it's all or nothing, go right in, you know, like, fuck it. Just take the just take the whole tab. Just go. 
we're going right in. I'm not going to waste eight hours of my life trickling in and tap dancing around the fucking sprinkler. I'm going into the fucking waterfall and I want to see what this is and I want to see who I am. So I think it, it's a process of, of even um, that as well, right? And it would be nice if people could get good sourced. It would be nice if there was more consciousness placed, you know, imagine yes. you could, you know, make cannabis and have like sulfagial healing frequencies playing in the backgrounds of this medicine is right. being grown. And people are like, you know, washing their hands and they're wearing like, you know, high vibrational clothes and like, you know, it, it just like words of like positivity, love, we love you, whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, I think about like, yeah, imagine yeah. You create a world like that where things are growing in such harmony, mm-hmm. even while it's happening. And that's, um, that could be really cool. Right now it's the process of just like all this information, get it out there, let everyone just fucking find it. Let everyone do it. Even my mom does ayahuasca sometimes, you know, like she's not going to be a revolutionary changed woman overnight. She has gone through her journey and she is going through it, you know, but we're younger. I feel like it's a little um, easier to kind of go through our stuff, but of course, um, these medicines are very powerful. And the fact that they're so available, people need help. People really do need help. I would rather someone is smoking weed every day than taking crack cocaine and Mm -hmm. crystal meth and addicted to pharmaceutical pills. And a lot of mothers are like, when I look at mothers in some mothers are literally taking um, antidepressants during labor and their babies come out really loopy and they can't stop taking them because you can't take us, you can't stop SSRIs so quickly. Right. It's a big problem. um, So if, if this is the process of people finding medicine, I'm all for it. You know, like I, um, it was hard. It, I, it was a process for me to find ayahuasca and, you know, be with someone who is part of a, a tribe and a tradition. Um, I think my spirit wanted it. I think I really wanted, I'm like, I just want to heal. I'm like, I just want to be a better person. Cause I felt this undeniable feeling of feeling so unworthy. Dude, I hear life, you. Right? So, um, I think it, you have to be put, you have to be put through situations and see how resilient you are and like what you're willing to do. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. Like, I quit med school, you know, moved out of my apartment, moved out of my house, lived with this ex in a basement. My parents were just shocked, right? Like Indians don't quit med school and move out and go rebel shit. Like, you know, out of yeah. every one of my cousins, I'm the only one that didn't complete university. So, you know, it's it's a big thing. I'm the only one that's, you know, pretty much dating or, you know, married to someone who's not Indian, who's Greek. So it's, you know, and he has kids. So it's like totally like if I had to go yeah, and yeah. black sheep, it's like, well, this one's completely off the rails, you know? Um, so yeah. There's, there's so much to that actually. Do you want to, uh, do you want to get into that a little bit of like what it feels like to be the black sheep of the family? Cause I'm there, man, I'm there. And, uh, I always have been, I've always been the, the one that never feels like, I think that, how do I say this in a, it's helped me in so many fucking ways because it's taught me to, you know, always focus on my own, to always make sure that I do my homework, to always make sure that, you know, I realize that there ain't nobody out there that's going to do anything for me. I don't deserve anything. I fucking earn everything. And that's just like, there, there's a lot, to, but there's so much fucking pain, dude. Yeah. I don't think people know what it's like to constantly feel that you're just never enough no matter how much you do and they don't see like they think oh yeah you know we love you we feed you we and they don't see that there's just so much so much more that goes into 
raising kids and 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 fucking just treating someone like a fucking human being dude like is it is it that hard so i mean what's what's your experience been with it because i know it sounds like you're very traditional indian family so i'm very i'm very curious their tradition to a certain level i mean i think traditional in the sense like i hope you go to university and do well and you know you know be with the right person and you know we never talk about sex because that's not we don't ever think about that and you know had a boyfriend at 16 17 and everyone found out about it and my they like literally like publicly like hung me everybody right and it was just such a traumatic experience at 16 to feel like your whole family just like was so ashamed that you had a boyfriend and whatever rumors were spreading and yeah it's insignificant now but those are very potent moments um that create the personality and the distortion as well right so yeah I think it was like my birthright to be this I'm also like I mean if you want to go on astrological because some people are like what's your birth chart I'm an Aquarius we're in the age of Aquarius on an astrological Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so the age of change, truth. Um, and I think I've always been somebody who always gets herself into trouble, quote unquote. And I've always felt like I wanted to help humanity, right? Like I became, I wanted to become a doctor. I literally went to med school for like seven years. Spent thousands, thousands, hundreds oh, of thousands yeah. mm-hmm. to want to do that and was just found cannabis. And at 25 after seven years of struggling through it and going through traumas there and just like things that no one should experience in their life. You know, I was a young woman traveling in Europe by yourself. My parents were very modern to think that they just let me go off there at 18 yeah, and live in Europe. And, you know, they just had so much belief in me that I was going to do it. I was going to make my life, everything I was going to say I was going to do. And I was still somebody who was like exploring. Like I wanted to have fun, party. And like I was living in fucking Europe. Like, what did you expect? I wanted to fall in love. I wanted to have experiences. So um, being the rebel, it, it didn't really, you can't really follow the narrative if you're the rebel. And I wasn't going to be a doctor because it was very intense. And leaving and doing the hard thing to leave something out of your comfort zone is so painful. You will be alienated. You will have no money, zero. You'll have zero actual dollars in your account at that mm. moment zero and you will somehow find a way you'll always find a way if you believe it will right but I I was just so ready to be on my own at such mm-hmm. an early age and maybe that was a reflection of my mom how she went through pregnancy because right. she was in a hostile situation she wasn't as happy in her marriage maybe you know mm. or, you know not to put my mother on the spot but no no it's very evident when you can see people right and it's like I hope that people don't see me that I'm not sad or not because I'm not my life is so fucking full like my me and my husband I I only dreamed of meeting a man like that who could love me and honor me the way I I didn't even honor myself you know and so um I think when you're away from home at a very early age you start to see life differently and I was living in eastern Europe and you just grow up differently I'm very privileged to have had that experience and my parents to do what they did because not many parents would send their kid off and spend 30k a year to let, have them live their life for years it's a lot of money the salary right now yeah and by the time I came back my ego was so butthurt but I was doing so many drugs like so many and like you know psychedelics like not drugs I should say like MDMA you know lots of MDMA just opened me right up opened me right up and I just was like just I couldn't I can't believe I felt love for the first time for myself you feel like it helped totally 
And I didn't have a judgment about people do drugs because they're looking for a feeling because they don't have a feeling in them. Right. And this can be a way to feel it. And then to know that there is spirit actually there, there is a universal, there is something that very powerful that connects us and it's yeah. watching over us and nothing is by coincidence. And if you, you find meaning in, in everything, actually what you, you do and you don't, you don't have to, when you do, right? Like you don't have to get obsessed and psycho, but um, having like heartfelt, meaningful conversations are important to, to remember, like we're all here together. Of course. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's dude. It's so fucking hard for me to, to, to speak about these things. And uh, I haven't opened up about this yet on my podcast. I mean, those who know, know, but uh, I'm somebody who lost a son um, and went through an experience that shattered my entire world that uh, really did a number on my, my psyche. Fuck. Sorry. And, uh, But it's something that I kind of knew was mandatory to go through, if it makes sense. Um, so he was born with something called the uh, CDH, so congenital diaphragmatic hernia. And uh, me and my wife went over to just go across the street to do genetics work, just to right. take our blood and make sure that, you know, it wasn't, you know, something that kind of, you know, is, is in our genes in case we decided to have another baby. Um and he suffered a massive heart attack, massive stroke. Uh, right when we left, it was the fucking first time that we've ever went across the street. Wow. And um, there's like a feeling that I'll never, and I'm sure this fuels me today, but, but there's this feeling of I left. You know what I mean? Like I walked away for a little bit. And almost got punished for it. But I got punished for it. By him getting punished for it. So it's like a. It's almost like a guilt. That's made me a better man. If it if that makes any sense. <clears throat> but I'm grateful for the way that. Um we kind of got to let him go um, because they put us in a hospice and uh, they put us in a little boy's room, which was just pretty neat. And then um, they let the families come and say goodbye to him or whatever. And then me and my wife got to hold him as they pulled the tubes and let him pass at least with mom and dad. And it's so fucking weird how... I remember her telling me that I had to stop saying what I was saying when I was holding him because I just said, like, I'm so sorry, like, dad's going to get him. Like, I'm going to fucking make them pay, right? Because in my eyes, it's like, whatever this, it's kind of like, when the baby comes out, like, is it like all my sins? You know what I mean? That made it, you, you, you know? So like you go through this, this period where you're fucking just like, you're, you're grieving this, like thinking of all these things, like what did I do wrong? Right. 
And then I realized like, you know, how young I was and, you know, I had a daughter already at home, had a daughter at 22, very young parent. And she was like the rock. And when you see this kid kind of like know what's going on and watching her parents go through that and still able to just roll through life and just see like the fucking best of it. I think that that was like the most fucking powerful thing for me because I lost myself for a bit after like anybody else. And um, but here's the kicker. My first time doing mushrooms, right? First time. I went into my room. They started kicking in. And all of a sudden I found myself at a beach. I was walking like this wooden boardwalk on a beach and uh, I could I could smell the ocean and I could feel the sun. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't clue in that I was still in my bed, like just lying down. And what I got a chance to see was uh, my daughter holding my wife's hand, my wife holding my son, which was we had another had another child. And uh, I saw my son that passed at the age that he would be at that moment. And I had a chance to like <clears throat> I had a chance to actually walk up to him and get my closure, right? But it's weird how like even closure for for that came in the form of me saying like, fuck man like i couldn't protect you dude like there's nothing i could do and for like a parent to say that you know to their child imagine what that feels like for a child and what i want people to take away from this is like there's so much that you can do and this is why i brought you on was to discuss birth and, and spirituality and all of these things to let people know that like the power has never not been in your fucking hands man 100%. it's been up to you it's been within you it's been you the whole fucking time but we keep looking for these religions and these ideologies and these groups to join and all of this well meanwhile it's all about you finding you and once you find yourself all of a sudden that's all there is to it that's it and it takes it's such an incredible journey like it's 2023 look at this look at this world uh, how much has changed yeah. and just that what has happened and what you have um what you have gone through most people will never understand it in their entire life they will never, never. understand what it's like to lose a child or to lose mm -hmm. um and to hold it and lose it they will never understand and i i look at it as like they came to provide you with literally yeah um a teaching and like you have transformed it into a power about yourself you know, and you'll meet again. There's never not a time you won't meet them. Like, absolutely not. They're not gone. They're around us all the time. I feel it. I feel it mm -hmm. at births. Yeah. Especially in these moments where I'm like shitting myself. I'm like, oh my God, it's coming out. It's coming out. Okay. Never. I just hear this voice saying, it's okay. You're okay. It's good. I just feel Crazy. like very, um, very loving presence of mm. like my ancestors and my spirit knowing that everything is going to be good. Yeah. If you're a good person, you'd be surprised. And it's okay. Like, it's okay we do things. It's okay sometimes things happen. But deep down in your core, are you a useful human being? <laughs> like, 
And um, yeah, this earth is very potent, has its lessons. You can do your best, right? Like I said, and then life just yeah. bleh, just throws you a curveball. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, it's like it's like there's that's why it's such an incredible place because there's so many um, possibilities of how you can incarnate. You know, and how yeah. many probabilities and um, every situation that you're in creates you. Like it creates that's what needed to happen for you to be who you are. And that's what's so crazy is like you think about the people in your life. It's like they're all I feel like they were there purposely to we literally choose it in some sense. Like we we come in and say, OK, can we open up? Can we actually help? Can we get it this time? Can we, you know, maybe we don't need to come back to Earth. Maybe we can go to like Pluto or something or like some other Star Trek motion or something. I don't know, like where it's all coming from. But Avatar, but the good version, not the weird, like, you know, con construction place, the construction death. They love to always throw that shit in to make sure that you're always like kept down. But um yeah this place is very potent in its emotions and we've come here to feel like where do you have these emotions this is the feeling here and senses and you know you can be so happy in the morning and be literally like crying schizophrenic by the evening this is mm -hmm. how life can take you into its parallels and yeah we've come here to feel i feel like it's such an honor and a privilege to be in this space and to be in, on earth because um it's endless it's bountiless and if you tap into your own power you can see the the you can see it every day like miracles every day even just in your own life in your own self and um, you meet incredible people that you know that are doing things and you know even just raising a family to the best of their you know just to got to be a, such a strong guide for this earth right so important to yeah. navigate and um we always have a choice. And, you know, sometimes I tell people like, you know, I'm not against hospitals. That's not what I'm saying. I'm against how people get treated in them. And if they were treating them better, maybe there would be less trauma, but there is, they aren't. And there is indefinite necessity, but in birth work, it feels very threatening. Mm. And I'm not telling people not to make those hard, those choices when they need to seek medical attention. But yeah. for the most part, if we just treat another human being with decency, love and respect, like incredible things happen, you know, it doesn't take much. To like fucking have a baby everyone's been doing it for so long like it's, right. it's crazy you know it, it these are such simple things and um it's a constant like people are having children and we should be really being very mindful of how we're bringing kids in because if you can't get out how are your kids gonna do it you are the guy right. you are the god exactly exactly and i think a lot of the time you know we're put here to break cycles and if you're not mm -hmm. focusing your entire life on breaking cycles because what you're saying about, you know, this generational, you know, these generational curses that definitely, definitely exist, um, you know, and this is what people mean. Like, I don't think people, you know, truly understand what it means when people say, you know, that they feel trauma from, you know, their ancestors or what their ancestors went through. Like, that's in your fucking DNA, man. That's that's deep in your psyche. That's that's within them. Like, you need to cut them some slack when they say that because they don't even understand why they feel that way. They just do. Right. And that's got to prove something, man. You can't just say that anecdote is not legit. I mean, anecdote is, is it means something. That's somebody's personal experience with something. That is the, the core of why we're here to do what we're doing. So in closing, if you had one thing that you could tell the world and get people to change, what would that one thing be? Just be honest with yourself. 
Mm. Just change how you're honest with yourself. Like literally take your accountability, whatever it is, just be honest with yourself because that's the first step. You have to be honest with what you want. What is it that you want and how are you going to get there? Literally just be honest about everything. Am I in love with this person? Am I happy? Do, am I fat? Am I too skinny? Am I lethargic? Am I lazy? Am I mean? Be honest. Like, what is your, how do you view yourself? And I think it's important to have these conversations because um, that's the first step. You have to take accountability. I can't make you do it. You have to want it. So just mm. be honest with yourself. And if you're not ready, that's okay. But for people listening, I think on your, on your podcast, I'm pretty sure that they want to take their responsibility and their honesty and um, be honest with what you want. And, and it's there. It's always there. You know, it's a frequency. You have to tap into your frequency. If you're every day down on the ground, and you're like, oh, I'm so sad. Why the fuck would anybody help you? Like you have to believe in who you are. And it takes time to believe in you. Sometimes you need to be the miracle in yourself. Can't wait for miracles. You are the miracle. Mm. Is a, you know, life coming in. It happens not randomly. It's like everything has to align perfectly. The cosmos, the stars, her feeling, her estrogen, her hormones, her your testosterone, the pheromones, the type of sensuality is. It's all about that alignment, right? So right, right, right. It's um, yeah. There's so many first things I could tell people: do fucking LSD and mushrooms and do it. I'll be like, tell everyone to do plant medicines. The quickest way, sometimes you do 10 years of therapy, you just do some acid and you're like, oh my God, you just do mushrooms. You're like, oh my God, I just opened. I can't believe this is what helped me to fucking push through the veil. I needed to see it. So these these plants are very powerful and they're teachers and it's going to be a wild, wild century. Yeah, I agree. And that's why they're, you know, they come from mother earth because they're there to, you know, nurture you into these experiences that can, completely open you up to see the truth about what this life has to offer and what earth has to offer and what you have to offer. Cause I think a lot of people are so down on themselves and feel like they have nothing to offer. And unless they're on, you know, only fans or Instagram, that's their worth. And it has people identifying with who they are in a place that doesn't exist rather than who they are to their children, who they are to their parents, who they are to the, the, the community around them. Who are you? You know, who are you to these people? Who are you to you? First and foremost, are you worthy enough to yourself to make yourself of service to others? If not, and you have a whole lot more work to do, and I love plant medicines for that. I uh I make sure that people, you know, get on the get on to doing uh psilocybin as much as uh, as much as they can, not to abuse it, but at least once every three months, when you start noticing yourself start slipping down a trail, hop back in, correct your course. And keep moving and eventually the hope is that you never have to do it again and that you have found yourself but in the world of so much stimulation i think that you're absolutely right these plant medicines definitely make the world of difference there's a reason all these institutions have told you that you're not supposed to touch them whether it's religion or the law or all of this nonsense but uh i just i you know i know we came on here to talk about birth but like i said in the beginning um, you connect with who you connect with. And there's a reason that uh, people are brought into each other's paths. And um, I just want to thank you for making the time to come out here and, and have this conversation because these are these are the the things that I feel truly add value when people listen to this, right? To hear something, you know, with more than just their ears and truly enter a place where they want to understand more of who they are because that's how we solve the problem of, all of this right and it starts at birth so 
thank you so much for coming on. I'm so grateful for you to hear me out. And, you know, it means the world to the feminine energy because, you know, not many men come in and approach us about what is natural birth, what is happening. And, you know, it's a reflection that there are good alpha men, sigma men who are really ready to like, who are just like curious because they see, they see it. And I'm grateful for you to even contact. I'm grateful for Kristen. Like, you know, we, um, it's, uh, it's been a really great conversation. We went really deep and um, I look forward to, you know, exploring more conversations if that's the path, right? There's so much to pick at, even just the birth world and how it bleeds into every aspect of life, right? And Absolutely. You have, you have daughters now, so this uh, 100% affects them. And, you know, you're a, you're a very, you as a role model, your girls are going to be good. Like your wife is good. Like, there it's a blessing to see that especially with families because that's what we hope for right like we hope that we are helping women and, and men that are um, yeah. it's sovereign in their own being so yeah absolutely well you're welcome back at any point in time i'm sure we'll have you on quite a quite a bit more certain guests that i like to have on a lot because they truly add a lot of value so with that being said i appreciate you i appreciate you <laughs> thanks awesome <laughs> bye take care <laughs>